Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. How to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and your life. And who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty. In fact, my team and I love the pretty. But what makes my firm different is that we can help you create designs that are also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and today's guest is not going to disappoint. Today, I have Lynn Robinson on, and she is America's leading expert on intuition. Now, the reason that I wanted to have her on is that so many of us constantly seek and strive through external things to try to find the answer to our direction, purpose, what we should do next. Lynn is an author, speaker, and intuitive advisor, and she helps people make changes and achieve goals in their life by helping them better understand how to tap into and understand their own intuition. Now listen, intuition has been a guiding light for me because as I started to trust it, and even though I still don't fully understand it, when I do tap into it, and you've heard the saying, trust my gut, it always leads me in the right direction. Now often, our intuition leads us to something that we don't want to do, it makes us uncomfortable, and it usually brings up questions and a lot of fear because it's pushing us into the unknown. But without a doubt, it's always right because it's our inner guidance. It's our inner GPS, as Lynn calls it. This woman has an amazing gift, and what I think is so powerful about her is she helps you to better understand and learn how to access your own power for practical use in everyday life, you know, discovering and achieving how to access which way to go next. I think we can all use this. So I think you're going to love her. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you to everyone who listens to the show. It's been an incredible year. I mean, here we are, we're already in July, and uh, we made a commitment to put a podcast up every week. I thought, oh my God, I can never do this in a million years. I thought that was the craziest thing ever when my PR firm recommended it. We were doing them once a month, but it's been a lot of fun. My team and I have really enjoyed this. We've really enjoyed the feedback and all of our listeners and the emails that we get are amazing. We truly feel like we are putting people in front of you and teaching you things that are of value. And with that, if it is valuable, be sure to subscribe. And if you have questions or comments, always, always reach out to us. You can find us at Let's Chat at thegatescompany.com. All right, everyone, let's do this. Let's dive in, start talking with Lynn. Good morning. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Yay, good. I would like to start off by um, asking you, you know, you talk about how you, you really do follow your intuition and how can we possibly, you know, do something that we love and yes. call it work. Yeah. Um, but did you always know 
that this is what you were going to do? Did you always know that this was going to be your line of work? And, and if not, how did you get into this work? Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. I mean, although I was like you, was always interested in it when I was a kid. I studied it. I loved taking meditation classes and would go to psychics and things like that. But, you know, as I was sort of saying earlier, I think my self-talk was how could you ever make a living at this? So I actually, for quite a few years, I was an operations manager of a software company in Boston, a totally different occupation. And I really, you know, decided at some point that that wasn't what I wanted to do when I grew up and, and decided that I wanted to uh, go in a new direction. And I really couldn't figure out what I wanted to do other than very uh, intangible help people. And I wanted to do something with psychology and spirituality. And so I went to see a career counselor. And, you know, and at around the same time, I'd taken a class in intuition development. And I went back to the career counselor the next week and I said, totally tongue in cheek, I'm going to be a psychic. I was really good at tuning into people in this intuition class. And uh, I, and I, but I was joking and wanted to change the subject. And she said, you know, why don't you take that seriously? I mean, it matches all the things that you really want to do. And so I, she taught me about visualizing and doing affirmations. And the weirdest thing happens. I mean, I think when you really engage with spirit and you really trust your your, your your intuition miracles start to happen and what happened for me the short version of the story was that a, a friend of mine died I went to his funeral I walked in and heard an inner voice what I thought was an inner voice going sit there sit there and I sat at next to this woman I didn't know and it turned out that she was a writer for the Boston Globe newspaper <laughs> and she got a, I gave her a reading and she wrote an article and she I got 500 people over 500 people as clients in the next month so I really credit both intuition and visualizing and affirmations and trusting you know that inner guidance to to really follow my passion and, uh, and getting out of my own way in terms of the self-talk. So I'm curious, you have a lot of really great books. Um, from those, what are some tools that you teach people to tap into their inner knowing more easily? Yeah, the, the two most recent books, one was Divine Intuition. And that was, that's more of the kind of the spiritual, uh, lots of exercises and techniques for helping one's trust their intuition. And so I like, as I said earlier, help asking people to ask their intuition questions. And I like asking open-ended questions. Um, so not something that evokes more than a yes or no. It can come in in the form of um, what's my right next step? Um, what should I do about or what should I know about? I like keeping a pad of paper and a pen beside me um, when I'm asking those questions. I don't always get that answer right away. But what I find is that when I've asked the question, especially early in the morning, at some point later in the day, I'll get that aha moment or I'll get, a, you know, I'll get maybe an inner voice or a feeling about something. Um, those are usually the ways that the answers come in. Yeah, I... I definitely am intuitive, but mm -hmm. and I know we all are, but yes. Yes, I agreed. think the thing that, excuse my language, pisses me off <laughs> is that I, feel I, like I know what you're going to say. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel like for me, I have to really effort when yeah. it comes to intuition. Um, and by that, I mean that when I do really do all the right things, I can get some pretty profound uh, intuition. However, mm -hmm. like for instance, when I do a feng shui consultation, I will usually take two hours prior and two hours after um, to be in nature or to meditate. Yeah. 
you know, to really just get in that space. And I also have to be really careful about what it is that I eat. Like I'm a vegetarian, but I can't eat, you know, certain foods like no dairy, no sugar, alcohol. Um, I do have to be going to yoga regularly. I do have to be meditating. I can't eat any crappy food. Like I have to really fine tune my instrument. And like Mm -hmm. I said, effort. Yeah. And the part that pisses me off is that I have a lot of very good friends that are intuitives, mediums, and like, they can't shut it off. Right. They drink, they smoke, they don't exercise. They don't Life is them. not fair. Yes. Right? So <laughs> what's the deal? Why is that? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a problem with when you can't shut it off too, but I, I know exactly what you're saying. I know when I do my, do my readings, I often have to go, sit there and meditate and get clear and ask for guidance and it's frustrating, you know, but I think that all of us, we have different ways of getting the information. I mean, it might be that it comes through that still quiet inner voice. It's not, I wish it would turn up the volume sometimes. It also can come through the form of a, a, a physical sensation, like you're about to make a decision and it's just like you feel heavy or you're your stomach hurts or your, your shoulders hurt. Um, you might get it as a dream. Um, and so there's a lot of different ways that it comes through. And sometimes it's depending on the circumstances. But I think a lot of people will tell me they don't get, they're not intuitive because they're not hearing that, Amanda, here's what you're supposed to be doing right now, voice. I find for me, it often just comes in that aha moment. You know, it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Not, not a like, oh, I could have had a V8. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for me, I it's definitely, um, it's more about paying attention to very soft subtleties. Yes, it is, for sure. And like my girlfriend, Kim, uh, and I've had her on the show, it, like she can't turn it off. Like, it's, yeah. you know, she has to be very protective of her energy and, right. and um, you know, she, she has stories of where people pop into her bedroom because she's a medium and, and like, yeah. it kinda, it's funny, but I know it's not, but yeah. Scare me half to death. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think I would too. But I, I think the other thing with my intuition is, is there's, there's different ones. There's clairvoyance, clairaudient, clairsentient. Um, mine is claircognizant where it just knows shit. And I don't right. know why. Yep. And for me, I think that's the hardest one to trust. It is. I agree with you. Yeah. Because I know something and I don't know why, but I think I'm making it up. Right. You know, that is such a good point, Amanda, because that's the thing that I hear so often when I teach a class on intuition is I find, I believe what you said earlier is that I think we're all intuitive. And so often, if I got, there's a funny example, there was a... um, a, uh, two things I can think of. I was teaching a class on how to develop your intuition and I had a partner exercise. And one of the exercises was, you know, a list of questions about your partner that was from the, for the class. And the guy who was writing, he was said, you know, he's like, okay, well, what does she do about her? What's her occupation? And he wrote none, N-O-N-E. And when he was getting feedback from her, she said, how did you know? And he said, what, what? She was an N-U-N, a nun, (laughs) you know, and so, but he thought he was making it up, you know, it didn't, and there was another one, um, same kind of exercise, and and the woman said when she tried to figure out his occupation, she got, um, this is kind of weird, but a head being cut open and love being poured in, and so she was upset, she said, I just don't get this, I'm getting this weird image. It turned out that the, her partner was a, a neurologist who practiced spiritual healing, so, I mean, what better image than the head being cut open and love being poured in? And, yeah. you know, I think our, you know, whether you get it as those symbolic pictures or like you and I do, that claircognizance, you know, that information is there. It's our inner compass. It's there to guide us. 
Well, and I think it's really a matter of, you know, I, I tend to overcomplicate things, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. And I, <laughs> I tend to get in my head and I, I'm, I'm finally getting to that place to where I just honor it. And, um, one of the things that I do, because as a feng shui practitioner, I read floor plans. And so a lot of people will say, oh my God, it's like you're a, a house psychic or something. And it's yeah. not, it's just that there's ramifications that I, you yeah. know, I see again and again, and I know what that means. But like the other day I had a consultation and, you know, I went on my nature walk and I went and meditated by the spring and, you know, I had some really cool experiences. And, but one of the things that I couldn't, one of the things that I couldn't shake was that I felt like I was going to puke. I just... I kept oh. getting, like, I was very short of breath. I felt very anxious. I had lump, you know, lump in my throat. And I finally realized as I was sitting there, I was like, this isn't mine. No, there's something going on. Yeah. So rather than thinking that I was nervous about this consultation, which at this point I've done like, you know, thousands. <laughs> yeah. When I got on the phone with this gal, I said, you know, I'm feeling these things. You know, I've got a lump in my throat. I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel very anxious. I said, I'm short of breath. Are you feeling this way? And she said, oh my God. That's exactly wow. how I'm feeling. Wow. So I've realized that because I take this time before each appointment to really tune in, I'm tuning in. Yeah. And you're picking things up. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah. having to trust that. And so, but you know, again, I still get pissed off that I have friends that like, it just comes so easily and they don't have to work I know. so hard. No, it's funny because I, I have the same thing. <clears throat> I have a friend who just talks to her guides all the time and we'd be having a conversation. In fact, it was funny when I first met her, we exchanged readings with each other. And that's how, in fact, she came from that Boston Globe newspaper article so many years ago. And so she, I was dating somebody at the time and wondering, you know, is this somebody I should marry and was having on that quandary. And she just sat down opposite me to give me a reading and she said, she's looking over here and when I'm directly in front of her, she goes, I can't say that to her. And I said, what, what's, what, what are you, you know, what's going on? She said, and she kept looking over to her left and, and she said, I can't say that to her. And I can't say it to her. And finally I said, you have to say it to me. You can't keep me in suspense. And she goes, you're, he's not the one, <laughs> but she was getting it from her guides. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous here. I do this for a living, but I don't get my information that way. Yeah. So. And I think that's the hard thing is that, you know, especially if you're claircognizant of trusting it. And the, the thing that I notice is that when I'm really busy and my life is very hectic and yes. like I can't make it to a yoga class and I, I haven't meditated in a couple of days, it go it flatlines. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's the thing that can be frustrating. Mm -hmm. But I like what you said, too, because I think it's very important that often this information is very subtle. Um, it, it, it comes through almost like a little dream when you've kind of like woken up and you really remember you've had a dream, but you get a little little hit of it and you can't necessarily get the whole full picture. So it's sometimes it's a bit frustrating. But, um, you know, I think when you start tuning into how, how do I get that information? And then when you're in the middle of a life decision or a life change is really starting to check in with it. You know, what does my intuition have to say? And it also comes through synchronicities and coincidences. And you might overhear, um, you know, a, a person saying something that were really meant for you. You might get information um, in the form of a, a podcast or get drawn to, you know, our podcast, get drawn to a magazine article. So there can be a lot of different ways that the information comes in. Yeah, it's really a matter of slowing down and paying attention. 
Um, yeah. I actually have a great story where uh, a couple weeks ago, we got a very difficult client who lost her son to suicide and she had attempted suicide. And I didn't know if I wanted to take on the client. I was actually going to send her to my grandmaster because I thought, you know, I just don't know if I'm prepared to handle this energy. Mm. And so I said, however, if I am prepared and if I am the person to help her, send me a sign. And I said, let's call it an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm meditating and a book falls off my bookshelf and opens to a page. And I looked down, down at it and it says, what color is your elephant? Oh my gosh. You and can't I was make like, this stuff up. And well, and here's the funny thing. I'm like, nope, mm -mm, nope, didn't see it. Mm, nope. And so <laughs> then I'm talking to my husband, not even three hours later. And he, he, he's like, you know, it's just, it's a different elephant. And he's, he just says it matter of factly, like, I can't do this. And, you know, he's wanting me to do this. And it's just, it's a different ele uh, elephant. I can't do that. And I'm like, wow, I've never said that before. Wow. But I still ignored it. Then that night, the Grammys were on and I'm watching the Grammys and there's an infomercial. It's a two minute infomercial on saving the elephants. Oh my gosh. That is really weird. And you know, those are, the, those are the intuitive nudges that start to happen when you really start to pay attention to those little signs and that they happen. I know I was at the beginning when we started, started talking that my husband and I are thinking about moving to Portland, Maine. And um, we were at a coffee shop months ago discussing it. And we have this like favorite number 222. It's like, I'm sure everybody has those, you know, numbers or signs or whatever, whether it's an elephant or it's numbers. And, um, and so we, I, we were talking about it and I said, okay, well, if it's, if it's the right thing to do, we'll just have to see 222 um, on the way home. And no kidding, when we got out of the parking lot, there was a car parked right next to us that had 222 as the license plate. It had a big um, tire cover that said, live the dream, and, and then a little bumper sticker that said, live with joy. And then on the way home, we saw three cars with 222. I mean, you can't make it up, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, I got it. <laughs> So. Well, and I think that, you know, and I've talked about this before on the show is that when something is, is meant to be, you'll often get like a whisper. And yes. then if you're not paying attention, yeah. they speak up. And then if right. you're still not paying attention, they start to shout. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, it comes through, you know, I had a client a, a few years ago that I so clearly remember. She was in a job that she really hated and she kept saying, oh, this job is just killing me. Well, I mean, to me, when you say something like that, it's, you know, that's kind of a no-no. You really need to pay attention to those kinds of things that you say to yourself. But again, if you're, something's draining you, it's boring you, it's enervating you, that's your intuition saying move in a new direction. But when you don't pay attention to it, as you just implied, you know, it kicks up the volume. So, you know, she got sick and, and then, you know, she had some employment dispute and it's like the universe was just saying, it's time to get out of here. And, um, and so she really, obviously she needed to pay attention to it, but it, she really didn't until it became a huge crisis. So I think your intuition gives you lots of warning signs. Yeah, I definitely think it's there. And, and I'm, I'm curious, how has uh, intuition guided you and helped you on your life path? Have you? Oh, all the time. I mean, I just feel like it's sort of hard to separate out, you know, what's intuition and what's not. But I'm always just 
you know, I mean, my favorite technique is to really, you know, to do those visualizations and affirmations that I learned so many years ago when I was doing, uh, working with a career counselor. And the, one of the practices that I do every day is after I do, I, I do a visualization, and then I often will just close my eyes and I'll talk to myself as if I already have what I want. And so it can be very general. I mean, maybe, you know, that the, my move is going easily and effortlessly, that clients are continuing to pour in. I mean, it doesn't have to be so specific. And then the other part, the third part of what I do is I put my hand over my heart and I say, what three things could I do today to move in this new direction? And I try to pay attention to, again, what feels enlivening or lights me up or I'm energized by it. And those are the things I take action on because I, I just firmly believe that intuition is our inner GPS or our inner compass and that, you know, paying attention to it, it, I think our intuition is connected to our soul and it wants us to be happy. It wants us to be prosperous, healthy, have, you know, love and community around us. So it's always guiding us to those things. And even when, you know, difficult things happen, it's always guiding us to that sense of calm and peace despite our outer circumstances. So I am really always trusting it and following it and just grateful to have that guidance. I mean, I used to joke that, you know, wish we came with an instruction book, but honestly, I think that's what intuition is. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think that um, we are all intuitive. We may not have it as clearly or as strongly as other people do, but um, I do feel like we are connected to our higher selves and our higher selves, you know, generally wants to help us on this life path and this purpose, yeah. what it is that we're here to do. Um, I'm curious what have you seen, you know, just in the span of your career as far as, you know, working with and teaching your clients mm. how to better understand their intuition? Um, how has it changed their life? What are some amazing stories that you've seen with, with the people you've worked with? Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot more interest in this, part, partly because everybody is so overwhelmed. I mean, you know, we were both talking about how, you know, when life gets overdone, we really need to make that self-care piece a, uh, really so important. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've had clients that have, you know, had intuitions about their, you know, their, their children or their children being sick and doctors and saying, you know, no, I really do know that there's something wrong with my son. And it turned out that there was a life-threatening illness. Um, I've had clients that, you know, have, um, I mean, in a way, sometimes intuition warns you away from something. I had one client recently that comes to mind, and he, he, he said he got a job offer, and it was like the ideal job, but every fiber in his being was just saying, this isn't the right job. Don't take it. Don't take it. And his logical brain was really arguing with taking it, of course. And so he finally just said, I'm going to trust my intuition. I don't understand what this is, but it turned out that the company went bankrupt. You know, so it's like, you know, and that's always the frustrating thing. I mean, if I were in charge of the universe and in charge of intuition, it would have said, hello, this company is going bankrupt. Please don't take the job. But, you know, so, but often we're left with that little intangible, ephemeral, you know, there's something off here and I'm going to have to trust it. So it is a bit frustrating, but I mean, I think it's, we're having to trust our intuition a lot more because I don't know, don't just think even like 10 or 20 years ago there was like a, like a protocol, like if you did these things, life would work for you. And now it's like all the rules are not there. They're, they're not working anymore. And so you're really having to go inside and, and trust that inner sense of what's right for me, what's right for the, you know, how can I be of service in the world and really trust that inner voice to be a guiding presence because certainly we're not finding in our government or our teachers or our bosses or things. It's really an inside job. Well, and I think that now more than ever, uh, we do need to be able to tap in, but it's harder 
Yes, there's too much noise. Oh my gosh. Too much noise. There's There's too many distractions. We have too much going on. We're always on. We're always overconnected. Most people don't even get outside anymore because they don't have time. Time, I know. And I think that, you know, what you were talking about, this idea of it should be don't work at the company. Yeah. I think that, you know, the the biggest hang up there is, and I try to remind myself of this, is that we have free will. Yeah. We're here to learn something specific and, you know, we're going to come up to many crossroads. And the point mm-hmm. of it is, right. how are you going to choose this time? Right. How right. are you going to choose? And so, you know, some of us have clear, defined, don't do this, go mm-hmm. here. And the rest of us, we have to, to really pay attention to those subtleties. Yeah. And it can be hard with all of the distractions. Right. Oh, totally. And I think that, you know, what you said earlier of just whatever your own way of kind of finding that inner peace, whether it's through meditation, whether it's being out in nature, whether it's taking a nice hot bath or having some ritual, having a nice, you know, cup of tea, sitting quietly in your favorite chair. It doesn't even have to be, you know, a half hour of contemplating your navel. You know, it can just simply be a few moments. It could just be simply putting your hand over your heart or listening to some calming music for a few moments. Moments. Just having those rituals that you build into your life where you're really saying, you know, I'm listening now. Because intuition is like any skill. It's like developing a muscle. The more you use it, the better you get at it, the stronger it gets. So I think all of the things that you've mentioned are really important. And, you know, it's again, it's very individual. It's not like you just have to be a meditator or it won't work for you. There's a lot of ways to really quiet your mind and just say you're basically creating a ritual to say to intuition, to your soul, I'm listening now, you know, please help me. Here are the things I'm struggling with. I mean, somebody once said that prayer is when we talk to God and intuition is one of the ways that God answers. And so whether you think of God or the universe or whoever else you're talking to, I just think that the spirit speaks to us that way. Yeah, I definitely think that they guide us. And I I do think that they are always there. And you made such a great point in that it looks and feels and is different for everyone. And so You, you may have to try different yes. things to see That's what's right. going to work for you. For me, yoga and breath work and meditation and getting outside, especially getting outside, that has been the, the key to me really being able to tune in and then mm-hmm. fine tuning my instrument as far as, you know, diet, exercise, drinking lots of water. But, you know, it took me years to like put together this figure the rituals that you needed to go through yeah yeah you know a lot of times and I'm a huge advocate for meditation and breath work not only for tapping into you know divine source but just calming the frick down you know (laughs) everybody's like living up here and not living down here and so you know not that's not for everybody but I'm curious Um, you know, once somebody does these things and and still doesn't tap in, what do you say to somebody that says, nope, I'm not into this woo-woo stuff, never have been, I don't have it, I'm not intuitive? Yeah. You know, I don't, to me, it's not woo-woo. I mean, I get, I mean, we're talking about a lot of woo-woo stuff here, but to me, intuition really is hardwired. And I work a lot with businesses. And the, the last book that I wrote is called Put Your Intuition to Work, which was a business book. And so I train a lot of people in businesses. And you'd be surprised at a lot of the, you know, the, the CEOs of big companies and a lot of high-end under successful entrepreneurs are all really kind of learning to tap into their intuition. And so, you know, again, we all do it in different ways. I would say the very basic way to trust it is 
does this decision that I'm about to, does it light me up or does it make me feel calm or peaceful somewhere along that spectrum? And if it feels draining or I'm agitated about it, that's going to move you away in the other direction. So it's, it's not even the woo woo or, you know, what does my gut say or what's my guide saying, or, you know, do I get a spirit guide message this morning that I'm going to write down? I mean, it can be that certainly. And I don't mean to really make fun of it, but I can, I think that there's a lot of practical ways that intuition speaks to us. You know, the other thing that, that occurred to me as you were, you know, we were talking about how everything is so overwhelming. I find that for me and having done this work for and being doing intuitive readings for 30 years, when I get into that geared up, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to get on my social media, I've got to get on, on this podcast. I, you know, when I get into that high overwhelmed state is not the time that I manifest what I want. It's really, to me, it's when I've slowed down. I'm not in that hyper state of, you know, energizer bunny, but it's more that inner state of what do I really want to create here? What's my intention? Um, you know, it might be X number of clients or X number of speaking engagements, but, and then to really visualize it, to ask for help, to kind of say, I mean, when you're programming your GPS in your car, you're saying, here's where I want to go. And again, those things can be intangible. It can be business success or peace or more romance in my life. It doesn't have to be so specific. And then just asking for guidance about it, saying, this is the direction I want to go in. And then you have to start taking action. Um, I mean, again, like at the GPS in the car, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't really start giving you directions until you start moving. And it's very similar. And I think a lot of people get scared of their intuition because it moves them out of their comfort zone. Oh, and they get amen. very scared about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, how can I do that? And they start talking themselves out of it or they don't know how how they're going to be able to manifest what they want. You know, I liken it to kind of standing at the bottom of Mount Everest, looking at the top where you want to get there. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do I get there? And it's such a stupid joke, but that begins with a single step. And, and then you get, you know, follow the path. And so often intuition will give you the right next step, but it doesn't necessarily give you the whole path and the whole journey and exactly how you're going to get there. It rarely does that. So it is a process of faith and it does you know, I think people get scared of it because it moves them out of their comfort zone. It requires that they learn a different skill or think about themselves differently or, or to have confidence. Well, I think that's such an important point because that's the whole point is that we are constantly growing and changing right. and expanding and you can't do that when you're comfy. Yeah. No. And we are so fearful of change. A lot of us are. We, we like our comfy situ situations, even if they're yeah. terrible. You know, mm -hmm. you're in a bad marriage, you're in a bad job, you're, you're, you're dealing with massive health effects. And, and you know, this thing over here is probably the way you should go, but you're like, right. I don't see it. No, I don't see, I don't see that elephant that you were saying earlier. <laughs> but what I find so interesting is, is that it's, you know, and I talk about this a lot on the show is how it's like, essentially like you are standing in a spring and the water is just slamming into you. Yeah. And all you got to do is turn around. Right. Yes. Yeah. And you're in the flow of things. And it's like, as soon as you step out of what your so-called comfort zone is, everything starts to show up. You know, right. that synchronicity starts to show up for you. The right people show up for you. Circumstances come out of nowhere. And it's like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, I know. Exactly. But it, it does, it just feels scary because of the comfort zone. And, and the other, the other part of that is that a lot of times people will tell me, I don't have the confidence to do that thing. And yet what I found, at least in my own life, is that the confidence comes when I do the thing I'm scared to do. 
Um, I mean, I just remember when I, I wrote my first book, I mean, oh my gosh, I was so nervous about that. And, and I finally had to really sh switch my own self-talk of going, okay, you got the contract, you know, start writing. Obviously somebody had faith in you, just put your fingers to the keyboard and, and, you know, and then it flowed, you know, I started, you know, it started feeling more exciting and I started getting more sure of myself. And the same thing when I first did my first speech, oh my gosh, I had muscle spasms in my back for two weeks prior to that. I was so nervous. But then I did it, and you know now I get a little nervous before I get on stage, but I'm fine. And uh, so it, the confidence comes when you do the thing you're scared to do. Absolutely. I think, who wrote that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway? Yeah. Uh, Susan Jeffers. That was one yeah. of my favorite titles and favorite books, yes. So I'm curious, um, you know, over the years I've had tons of intuitive readings, but um, I encourage the audience to send in some questions and one of them that got sent in was for someone who has never worked with an intuitive explain to me what that looks like <laughs> oh good what a good general question I like that well people usually call me when they're in the midst of change and transition they're trying to figure out next steps it might be a job change or a relationship issue or I don't know what I, I just feel stuck and I can't get myself unstuck and so I do it all over the phone, Zoom, Skype, all of those different ways. Um, and you know what I do is I just use my intuition. So I, I get things in images and feelings and words and pictures, all the ways that we've been talking about. And it might be, sometimes it's just questions that I'm being guided to ask. Sometimes I really pick up a lot on uh, where somebody's getting stuck or how, what they're, how they're viewing it. Sometimes what happens, I just get guided to say, you know, here's what I'm seeing and here's an alternative for you. And it may be something that the client hadn't seen or hadn't considered. So it come, you know, the information comes in all sorts of different ways, but usually people report that they, you know, the information is spot on, that they got a lot of new insights, it helped them get them unstuck and led them in a new direction. And I'm not a big believer that everything is faded and predestined. I know a lot of people who do psychic readings say, you know, this is what I see in your future and it's this fixed thing and it's destiny. I just happen to think that we really have a lot of free will in terms of how things unfold for us uh, via our beliefs, our expectations, actions we take. Um, so I think that we really do control a lot of our future and our destiny. So a lot of times, you know, pick up on many different things, but a lot of insight about what's going on with other people, relationships, what might be blocking you from creating what you want and really helping you get unstuck. So good first question. Yeah. Uh, second one, uh, why is understanding our own intuition so important? Well, yeah. it's kind of obvious, but... <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think that it, it, so many of us look for uh, to others to say, here's what you ought to do, or... I mean, I know that I, when I first started my business, I kept looking to everybody else who might have done it before me or and went to all these marketing classes and I thought I had to do it their way or I wasn't going to be successful. And part of what intuition does is it, it makes you pay attention to what lights you up. So what your own individual gifts are and your, your um, you know, what you are here to do in the world. But it also gives you some clear direction about how to become successful. So the way I do it may be totally different than the way you do it or somebody else who's in my own field might do it so it's really really looking at your own individual gifts and I mean I really probably can't say it any differently than it, it gives you guidance step by step about how to create a life that you really enjoy that is really part of what you're here to do it's part of your mission and that's what we're hardwired with with our intuition when I think too um, what's so important about intuition I feel like our uh, cultural system that's in place is very patriarchal and it's very 
um, you know, push, 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 yes. be productive, be productive, do things, you know, do a hundred things, hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. Um, and when you're so busy and, and, and so caught up in the froth of, you know, keeping up, you can't possibly tune in. No, so no. I so think that's, yeah. And I think that is the challenge in this day and age is that we are so overwhelmed and so busy that we aren't taking that time and, and, and not listening to that guidance. Cause we really, we, we're not alone. I mean, whether you think of it as a spirit guide or whether you think of it as a soul connection or a way to speak to God or Jesus or whoever, any, you know, other people that, that are kind of coming through as your guidance, I think it's fine, but we are guided. We are not alone. And we really do have that support and the information does come in, you know, whether it comes in the form of, you know, the books, the books falling off the shelves, like you were talking about. I mean, those signs and synchronicities are there all the time. And so you know, I just, it's very comforting, at least to me, to know that I'm not alone, that I do have help on the other side. Yeah, I agree with that. So last question that was sent in, is this, when I, I think these are questions by people that maybe have not worked with an intuitive before. Um, is working with an intuitive a one and done, or is it more of a continual thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the way I work is I usually tell people to wait about six months to a year before they book another client, another session. There are some intuitives who you might see every month. I don't, I really prefer not to work that way because for me, I kind of give, get an overview of what's going on in someone's life and, and get the suggestions about what are the right next steps. And I just think that I, people need to rely on their own intuition and not just me on mine, but also that they're, um, they need to start putting some, taking some of the action steps and then, you know, check in again in six months or a year. Listen, I had a, a few clients in the last year that I hadn't seen in 20 years and another one in 25 years. So it really depends on what works for you. And also finding an intuitive is so individual. I mean, I've had readings that I probably wouldn't call that person again and other people who felt I felt like really got me. So it, it is a little bit like getting married on the first date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. So you're offering up a, a great um, ebook called Six Ways oh. to Supercharge Your Intuition. I'm excited to dive into this. I have not read it yet. Um, but I would love to uh, just ask um, for those who are listening today to the show, uh, through your books, you offer a lot of tips on ways that we can hone our own intuition and really trust that inner guidance and that gut feeling. Um, what are one or two things that you have uh, given us tips that you have found other people to say, man, this really helped me or, or this is yeah. your top tip that you offer? Yeah, I think the biggest one is when you're really overwhelmed and trying to figure out, like, you know, you want to go in a new direction and you don't know where to begin. And that, because I, I get clients all the time, just feel like I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Here's where I want to get to, but I'm here. And I would say just asking your intuition, the question, what's my right next step? And it doesn't need to be a big thing. It can be sending an email. It could be reading a book. It could be taking a class. It could be doing some research. Um, it could be just doing brainstorming something about, you know, here's what I would like to do next. Um, because I, I think that, that that's probably the biggest thing. And as I said earlier with that three-step action technique, I put my hand over my heart and I do it at the beginning of each day. And I'm a little bit of an overachiever. So I say, what three things can I do today to move in this direction? And you pay attention to what enlivens you, excites you, interests you, what you're curious about. And that to me is about being intuitively guided. It's really the way I've developed my business over the last 30 years. I mean, there isn't exactly a blueprint for how to be an author, intuitive advisor and speaker. So for me, it was always, what's my right next step? What do I need to do today? Who do I need to call? What do I need to read? 
and just really allowing that guidance to come in. So at I the end of the five great, yeah. I think that's a great tip in that um, really honoring, I loved what you said about just really honoring about how it makes you feel. Yes. Um, yeah. We are in the process of putting together a course specifically for interior designers to show them this new way of looking at environments and, and really approaching it with not just this idea of let's make shit pretty, but like, yeah. <laughs> let's make this environment heal your client. Yeah. And we've been hitting a lot of roadblocks and I just have not been feeling it, but I keep forcing it and I keep forcing it and I keep yeah. trying to, you know, make it happen. And I finally just got to the point of, okay, for whatever reason, the timing is not right. Timing is off. Yeah. The timing is off. I need to just step back. I've put together the outline. I've just set it aside. But here's the, the thing that I've been running into is I feel like, because I can see it over there, mm -hmm. I feel like, but now I'm just procrastinating. And yeah. I know that that's our cultural thing where we should be busy. Right. So, yeah. But I love the idea of honoring how you feel, trusting your gut, and just trusting the process. Right. Because I feel like by doing that, I've set it aside and just said, okay, it's not yeah. like it's not going to happen. It's just not right. right. Yeah. Because often intuition will say, yes, do this. No, don't. Or you maybe get a, a maybe or it doesn't feel like the right time. Absolutely. And I think that's really valid. And I've learned to say that that's not about procrastination. Um, I, I just briefly, I worked at a, as an adult education center for a long time and, and I, I would, I was in charge of all the major events and there would be times where it's like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel like working on this. Why am I procrastinating? What's wrong with me? I'm lazy. I was like beating myself up. And as I got to be there, probably the end of the second year, I finally realized that those, those courses or those events that I was procrastinating on, they turned out getting canceled. You know, that the presenter got sick or we had low enrollment or whatever. So somehow I was getting that intuitive message that there wasn't enough energy in this program and just put it aside. So I've learned to really trust my intuition that sometimes it's just not the right time. So, yeah, just yeah. honoring that, you know, I, I, like I said, I tend to get up in my head and I know that a lot of my listeners do too, because a lot of them are, you know, scientists and in the medical field and, you yeah. know, very left brain. And so we, we, we do tend to label it as procrastination. I'm being lazy. I'm not doing the work when in actuality, right. it's like that inner knowing of it's just not, you know, yeah. like that it's about to get canceled. There's not enough energy behind it. Right. There's something that yeah. is not jiving. Right. Uh, so to honor that and to trust that and, and mm -hmm. just be like, that's okay. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't feel that you're procrastinating, Amanda. I think that this is really something that you're going to pick up later. There's my psychic reading for you today. <laughs> my type A personality appreciate. I get it. I'm the same way. Because <laughs> I'm the same way where I'm like very type A and I'm like, okay, what 25 yeah. things am I well, going to get done today? <laughs> yes. No, I know. I'm totally with you. I'm like that too. <laughs> I've had to scale it back here. <laughs> uh, I'm an overachiever. Yeah. Um, well, Lynn, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Um, if people are interested in doing a reading with you, I know you're in the process of a move right now, but <laughs> once everything settles down, if people yeah. are interested in learning more about you or finding you or setting up a consultation, how do they find you? 
Um, I have a website, lynnrobinson.com, and it's my first name is spelled L-Y-N-N. And on the website, there's a lot of audio um, podcasts, there's videos, there's articles, there's quizzes, all about how to use your intuition. So, um, and an intuition newsletter that gives you every information every week with lots of techniques. So lots of information there, as well as my readings. I love that. I'm definitely going to dive into that. And I also want to mention again, uh, Lynn is offering up a terrific free ebook, Six Ways to Supercharge Your Intuition. Um, so we will include that in our show notes um, on our website uh, and also put that in, on the YouTube video as well so that people can access terrific. that information. Great. Great. Totally delightful meeting you. Yay. Delighted to meet this. you too. So many blessings. Thank you for saying yes. I so, okay. so appreciate it. It was wonderful to talk Great. with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. What inspired me to have Lynn on the show is the fact that a lot of our clients that we're working with right now are in these positions where they just don't know what to do. And I don't really necessarily believe that. I think we all know what we need to do. The problem is, is that we are so overwhelmed and so busy and distracted that we can't hear our inner GPS system. It's telling us what to do, but we're not listening. We can't possibly hear it. There's too many distractions going on around us. It's kind of like the visual of Pigpen with all that swirling stuff around us. It's hard to focus. My hope is that you will go over to the website. You can find us at gatesinteriordesign.com. You can put in Lynn Robinson into the search bar and her episode will come up on the website and you can access the show notes there and find her six ways to supercharge your intuition. I hope that all of you will take on this challenge to tap into your inner GPS and start listening because I think you will be amazed at how important your inner guidance is and how it's always talking to you. It's pretty cool. All right, everyone, be sure to subscribe if you like the channel. Also, you can leave us a review if you like the show. We love hearing from our fans. You can reach out to us via email at letschatatthegatescompany.com. And again, the website is Gates interiordesign.com. You can also find us on YouTube. Uh, just go into the search bar on YouTube. You can put in Amanda Gates or Gates Interior Design and we will pop up. There is a ton of really fun videos there, uh, interviews, tutorials, all kinds of fun things. So be sure to head over there as well. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies. <laughs>